What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you today. We'll be talking about Adam Driver rumors that he could be being lined up to play Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. So we'll talk about whether or not that would be a good fit, whether or not we think that this deal will get across the finish line, if this is indeed true. We'll also talk about the Marvel's trailer that dropped last week, the Marvel's We'll star, of course, uh, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel. We'll star Brie Larson as Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. Um, uh, Tiana Paris also uh, as Spectrum, also in that movie. That trailer dropped. We'll get to that trailer as well, what we thought about how that movie's looking. We got some more, um, not more allegations, but news that maybe more allegations will be coming against Jonathan Majors, which is, of course, very bad news uh, all around. So we'll discuss that. And on the DC side... James Gunn um, finishes the script to Superman Legacy and gives us some details about not just that film, but also the DC landscape moving forward within Warner Brothers Discovery. And some director or directors that we're familiar with say that they would be open to directing Batman the Bold, but would Batman Brave and the Bold, but would that be a good choice? We'll discuss. So, plenty to get to on this episode of Hero Talk. Joining me are my co hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart, Sham. What are you looking forward to talking about the most today? Uh, well, today, um, let's see, probably, uh, probably is Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel, the Marvels trailer. I, I suppose since we we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been out for a little while. It's been making it making the rounds on the internet. So, um, definitely looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that there's a lot of. I think I don't know how the internet really reacted to it. I had a different, I had a certain reaction to it. I'm very curious what you guys had to say, but um, I feel like that movie's kind of sneaking up on people. So it will be good to hear from Sham and hear from my guy Kendall, who's also on the podcast today. Kendall, what's up, dude? What are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, what's up, EJ? Um, a lot of different things, like you said, that we're talking about. Um, I am excited to talk about the Marvels trailer because this has been, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's been a bit of, been controversial. Uh, I mean, not like there was anything that crazy in it, but just in terms of the reception, uh, you know, there's been some highs and some lows, and that's obviously to be to be expected based off of um, the experience we had with the last movie and its reception, but. Uh, but I, I, but I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. So um, that should be interesting. It should be, man. So let's get into it, man. So let's begin with these uh, these, these rumors regarding Adam Driver. So uh, this one comes from Daniel RPK, who says that Adam Driver, who of course was in House of Gucci, was in '65, and of course played uh, Kylo Ren in the Star Wars sequels. He is reportedly, according to Daniel uh, Rickman, RP, Daniel RPK, he is in final talks to play Reed Richards. Now, we've seen um, Driver's name linked to the Fantastic Four project that Marvel Studios is working on. We see his name linked to the Reed Richards part as well. Uh, we've also seen some talk about him maybe playing Doctor Doom. But here you have Daniel RPK saying that um, Marvel is in the final talks to get him to play Mr. Fantastic. So um, this is a great person to kind of have in this conversation regarding this casting because Kendall and Shamari will be as familiar with Adam Driver's work as maybe anybody given 
the work they do, the great work they do on the Imperial Broadcast Podcast, a podcast you get right here on New Generation Podcast Network. So I want to uh, start with Sham here. Do you like the fit of Driver as Mr. Fantastic, if this is indeed true? Ah. So, I mean, Adam Driver has is a great actor. Um, you know, he's been getting a lot of big-time roles recently, and I'm very happy for him. Yeah, I thought he was one of the better parts of the sequel trilogy in Star Wars, and you've heard me and Kendall, of course. If you listen to our, our show, Imperial Broadcast, you've probably heard us talk about Adam Driver. If you listen to us at all during, <laughs> during the sequel trilogy um, era, spoke a lot of course about adam driver so um he's really talented he's really really talented um definitely not who i would have who i would have looked for them going for adam driver just tells me they want someone that doesn't that isn't like the traditional that doesn't look like the traditional reed richards that you would have you would have just you know because that's what it is. You don't you don't think Reed Richards and think, oh, Adam Driver, he looks like Reed Richards. Because he doesn't look like Reed Richards. No. They would either have to do a lot of work, like a lot of work, to try very hard to make him look like Reed Richards, or they're just going to change how he looks. Um, you know, so those are kind of the two options for that. So, I mean, can he be a good Reed Richards? Yes. I mean, I, I, mean, I like the movies that Adam Driver's in. But um, is he who I would have chosen? Almost definitely not, um, and not it had nothing to do with his acting ability. It's just that's not that's just not a role that I would have. If I wanted to try to stay true to comic book, the look of the comic book character, I wouldn't have picked Adam Driver. So I think it's kind of I think it's kind of strange. It seems kind of like almost like unnecessarily edgy or something like that. I, I don't know why they're I don't know why they're doing this. But no disrespect to Adam Driver, he could play the role, but I, I wouldn't have done it. But it's, it's, I guess it's I guess it's interesting to see if this is the route they're going now. Interesting. So you you would not do this, Kendall. I'm curious how you feel about this potential casting. Do you see this as a good fit for Adam Driver and Reed Richards in Marvel's cinematic universe? Um, I'm open to it. Uh, you know, I mean, look, he's not my first choice. Uh, to play Reed Richards, but, you know, I think this is a character where, you know, I think there's a lot of different people that could play him. Um, you can go in a lot of different directions. You can go older, you can go younger. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think race is like a, a necessity in terms of who, who you're casting. So it's like, there's, there's a lot of different options for who, for actors that you can um, pick to play Reed, to play Reed Richards. Um, and uh, what is going to be important when it comes to this character is I think the actor needs to be really good, and I, I think that we've seen with, um, I think we've seen with Adam Driver that he is a really good actor. Um, you know, I, I mean, if we go off of what what he did as Kylo Ren, what he did as Ben Solo in the Star Wars movies, um, I think we'd all think that the closer comp or the the easier transition would definitely be Victor Von Doom, you know, than Kylo than Kylo Ren. Um, like Shamari said, he's got more of the look of Victor Von Doom. Uh, you know, he's already played a similar 
you know, Darth Vader-esque kind of character. Um, so I think that that is what makes this, you know, strange. We've talked about that before. You know, when we've talked about these reports that he could be playing a Reed or a Doom is, you know, is there maybe some confusion there? But, you know, as we get closer and closer, it does seem like Doom is the character. Uh, I mean, a, a Reed is the character. Um, and I will say, Marvel has a history of taking actors that have been typecast or you would think would play a certain type of character and switching them up like Chris Evans. Um, and we know Adam Driver has the acting range to play probably almost anybody. Um, you know, it's just not something that we've seen for people in this medium. Um, but, but I mean, again, I think the the first criteria when you're casting somebody for Reed Richards outside of like the basic, like what you're looking for age range wise is, you know, again, quality of actor because you're going to be the you know you're going to be the face of this you're going to be the the lead character and the lead actor um in this project so and in this property so um i mean adam driver is a great start that's that's really my that's really my take on this is that you know they're building a group of four um we've talked about it before that the last two versions of the fantastic four you know I don't think the castings were terrible, but I don't. I never felt like there was great chemistry between the four um, actors individually. Um, you know, and they're they're each in their in each of their unique relationships and them as as a whole. Um, so I, you know, that'll be a big deal. It won't just be casting someone to play Reed Richards, but then you got to find a Ben Grimm and a Sue Storm and a Johnny Storm and. Uh, those will be interesting as well. But again, Adam Driver, um, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like a fantasy draft where it's like you're, you're building your fantasy team. All right, you know, uh, first pick, uh, you know, uh, first guy on my team is Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. you know, may not be, you know, may not be the ideal, ideal first guy, but I'm not going to complain that I've got a, a guy that I know is going to be really good, you know. So uh, that's how I think Marvel's got to approach this. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm maybe the most open to driver as uh, as a uh, what's the name as Reed Richards. Um, to me, I, I look at Reed Richards as uh, a character who obviously needs to be able to be a leader, uh, needs to be able to be um, quirky but also decisive in his decision making. Um, and I think that Driver has the range to play that kind of role. I think because we saw the Kylo Ren character has kind of made people maybe kind of typecast him as the person that would be perfect for uh, Victor Von Doom. But to be honest, I kind of feel like it would be best for him to kind of get away from that. Like, I, I think that Driver could be way more than just, uh, you know, that kind of tortured soul kind of character. I think um, seeing him in a more uh, lighter note, I think, would make uh, a lot more sense for the next big role he would do. Um I like the kind of age range they have here with him. He's 39 years old, which I think is right, right, right where you probably want his character to be. So um, it suggests that he could have a very long career playing uh, Reed Richards. And he knows the, you know, what comes with the territory of joining such a uh, story and very talked about franchise. And the fact that he'd be joining the Marvel Studios universe, the fact that he'd be joining the Fantastic Four franchise, a franchise that needs, 
needs a boost. You know, the MCU, Marvel Studios name will only go so far, especially with where things stand regarding how people are enjoying the Marvel Studios projects right now or not enjoying them, depending on who you talk to. I think this is the kind of guy that I think maybe people could say, okay, well, he's in this movie. I'm definitely going to give this a real shot. So I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we'll see if they end up getting this across the finish line. We'll see if this ends up being true. I tend to think that it is. I mean, Daniel RPK is not someone to throw things out there that aren't remotely true. I mean, he has a very good track record. Um, and even when things are a little off, they're only slightly off with the things that he reports. So if he's saying that it's Driver and it's uh, Reed Richards, then I believe him. Does anyone else have any potential doubt that this is actually true? Or are we all taking this at face value that we think that this is what Marvel is trying to do? Uh, I mean, I, tr- I trust Daniel RPK. He's been pretty... I at least believe that this is happening. Whether this will cross the finish line, of course, remains to be seen. But I believe that this is happening. And this is also outlandish enough to where I don't think he would put his name on it if it were just smoke, you know, if it were just nothing. Sure. It'd be like, you know, you fell for this, this thing that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed anyway. So I, I feel like he's like, I, th- I think he probably double, triple check this before he put it out. I like you, Kendall. You are, are you buying that this is indeed the case that he will be, at least Marvel is trying to make him uh, read Richards for this movie? Or do you think potentially this is all for their more potential candidates out there? Um... I mean, I can't speak to the finality of it. I mean, I know that's what he's saying. But what I can speak to is that, you know, the idea that Adam Driver was in the mix is not a new uh, report. You know, nope. it's not it's not a solely Daniel RPK report. We've seen other people. Grace Randolph, I remember a long time ago, was hinting that there was a big time Star Wars actor that was in the mix. Uh, to play somebody in this in this movie, people some people were talking Boyega, some people were talking Adam Driver. We didn't nobody knew who it was. Eventually, she started teasing it was Adam Driver, but we didn't know if it was Doom or or, or Reed Richards. So the idea that Adam Driver is in this movie again, not uh, completely new. So I, I mean, I believe that there's definitely some smoke there. Whether or not we get to the finish line, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. Um, but also, like, it makes sense. Again, it's, Adam Driver is not somebody that you bring in to, you know, to audition. You know, or he's not somebody at the stage of his career that you bring in without, you know, him being, like, your number one option or your number two option. So, um, you know, and he's the first one that they've casted or the first one that's even being being reported as having been casted. Um I think it's a pretty big deal, you know, and it seems like he's going to be the lead, obviously. It's Mr. Fantastic. It's Fantastic Four. Um, and I'm excited. I think I will say aesthetically, like, even though he doesn't have the traditional Reed Richards look, whatever that means, I, I think from a powers perspective, I could definitely see him doing the stretchy stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of push back on the fact that he, you don't think he, you guys don't think he has a Reed Richards look. I mean, like, he yeah, I mean, he can cut his hair. I mean, but, like, I mean, he's thin, he's tall. Like, I feel like he, like, actually, his body translates very well to Reed Richards, you know, and what he has to do. And I think it translates extremely well. Like, I, I actually thought, I was surprised you guys felt like he didn't 
match Reed Richards from a look perspective. That to me, the look is only that he has long hair, which is is can be fixed in a, in, but a even, in in ten minutes. So, but even so, if you so if he cut his hair and you give him the white streak, you're so does he look? You're saying like you would pick him as Reed Richards over like other. I don't, I don't think like so. I think what Shamari's saying is like like the guy I've been throwing out there is Brandon Ralph. I think Brandon Ralph looks a lot more like the whatever comic book version of Reed Richards we we think. Uh, but but again, that's that's you know Miles Teller probably looks more like Adam Driver than he. Yeah, does. I was that I was gonna say that too. I was like he he's giving me more of the, like the Miles Teller kind of like Reed vibes and, and no, at mean, least Miles Teller was going for like a young Reed. Right. Um, this is just. I don't know. This is just, you know, just regular read. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I do agree that he can, he can pull off the stretching for sure. But I think just in terms of the basic look, I, I would have gone with somebody I mean, else. I just see, like, I, 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 if you ever look at pictures of Adam Driver with shorter hair, I just, I don't see why he couldn't be Reed Richards, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, I know it's not like there are a lot of them, but like, there are some roles he had where his hair wasn't quite as long. And, <clears throat> And I mean, he looks like somebody that could totally be B. Richards to me. Like I don't know. Um, so I, I, but I get what you guys are saying from that, from from a certain standpoint. But I think the, you know, again, the body type, the long torso, long arms, he's tall. Like I, I, I think that he'd be in many ways a great fit to be um, Reed Richards. I, I, I do. What gives me confidence in potentially him being the guy is my understanding. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, wasn't Marvel like? making people audition for these roles. Like, this was not going to be one of those things where we just give you a role. I feel like that's what was being said. I don't know if that actually ended up being true, but you got, I'm not making that up, right? Yeah, I I forgot. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's been some level of auditions, and it's taking yeah, I don't so remember. long, but I'm sure there's been some process that was not quick to, to figure this out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there were, I mean, I see one article saying Fantastic Four casting call rumors reveal Invisible Woman details. Like, I, I don't, like, I feel like this hasn't been just, like, there have been actual casting calls for this. Um, so if that is indeed the case, and I'm not making that up, I hope I'm not making that up, but if that is indeed the case, then I think he probably smashed it. That that's That's at least what I would think. Um, another article here saying, you know, casting expected to start next month with Sue Storm being a priority. Now, it doesn't mean that every role is being, um, every role is going to be, uh, you know, casted through a audition. Maybe Adam Driver doesn't have to. Uh, you know, there were rumors that, you know, Mila, Mila Kunis was sitting with uh, Shackman and all of a sudden that sparked rumors that maybe she was <laughs> going to be in line for that role. Um, here's what uh, uh, Justin Kroll from De- De- uh, Deadline said. This was in February. He said, "While the filming, while filming, while the film won't shoot till the uh, top of 2024, word around Hollywood is Marvel will begin gearing up casting pro- the casting process of Fantastic Four this month. No names rumored for now, but the belief is the folks will be casting Sue Storm first and building out the rest of the team after she is set. Just to be clear, even if something is getting active or gearing up, could be weeks." Uh, or even months before we have our four actors, given how the studio and Feige are. So, I don't know. That doesn't, that, again, that doesn't, you're talking about a casting process. That just doesn't sound to me like you're just calling someone and say, yo, you want this job. Like, that to me sounds like, 
you're actually going to be, you know, giving people some kind of audition. We talked to, I don't know if you guys saw uh, the dude, I can't remember his name, but the dude that lost out on Batman that played Beast in the X-Men franchise. Dude, man, Nicholas Holt, man. That Nicholas guy. Holt. Yeah, I mean, he talked about how he did, you know, he 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 was in the bat yep. suit and he did a whole thing and he lost. <laughs> Robert Pattinson <laughs> beat him out, you know. He missed out on that role, and then right after that, he missed out on uh, on Top Gun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he did see that. And then after that, he missed out on missed out on something else. Um, Mission Impossible, like he couldn't film Mission Impossible. Tom Tom Cruise, like, yeah, we want you Mission Impossible. But like he was filming something else, whatever movie is coming out now. And yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody check on Nicholas Holt. Hopefully he, he's yeah, okay. I, I know, know that. I know that had to suck. Um, yeah, and he's a really talented. Yeah. Actor. You know what sucks too is that he's a really talented actor. I really like Nicholas Holt. At the same time, yeah. I totally think that Pattinson and Taylor were the better choices. Like I will never. I guess we'll never truly know. But knowing like what those characters now are and what they brought to the table for <laughs> Top Gun <laughs> and Batman, I. He probably could have been fine. I just think that they chose the better, the better choice. You know, I agree. Though I've, I've so, heard this Redfield movie that he's in is pretty fun, though. I'm sure I've it heard. is. He's a, he's great. I mean, again, so, it's nothing against him. Let me ask you guys this. Yeah, because you mentioned the Mila Kunis thing, and um, you know, we're we're assuming the Adam Driver thing is a lock at this point. Of the three remaining Fantastic Four characters, who do you think is the most important to get right? Of the three left, yes. Um, who's the one that you're like? Marvel cannot mess this one up. Uh, definitely a a Sue Storm. Yeah, me. I was leaning Sue as well, but it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's definitely Sue. I think there's a combination of things for me. Um, she's a, she's the she she's the she needs to have chemistry with Mister Fantastic. Yep. She needs to have chemistry, chemistry with, Johnny with Johnny Storm. Yeah. And she's the only woman in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think she's one. I think she's the only one where neither one of them got, neither one of the two got right. Right. I think you're right about that too, Kendall. I'd argue Michael Chiklis, you know, a little cartoony. But I thought he was solid. <laughs> oh, you know? Chiklis was great. I, I'll stand. I'll stand. I'll stand with you ten toes down on that. Both Reeds were solid. I thought both Johnnies were solid. I thought both Johnnies were great. Like, I agree with that as well. Both Sues were 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 were, were mid. That, that'd be yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, that was was that Rooney? Which that was uh, Kate Mara, right? Yeah. Technically, yeah, they yeah. both yeah. named Rooney, but yeah, that was Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was. Yeah. That didn't go. She was very wooden in that role. Super wooden. Um, yeah, and maybe that was just bad directing, which we we know that was the case, um, and also bad <laughs> writing, which we also know was the case. But she didn't bring anything to that role. And I mean the Jessica Alba thing was just like they were just trying to find the hottest the hottest chick in the game at that point and there was yeah, no basically. rhyme or reason. Like it's like kinda crazy now to watch back at those movies. Like Jessica Alba is so obviously not like a blonde and to see her <laughs> this blonde it looks it looks startling to me. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is, you know I don't know. It's just very weird. It was very weird. That that was not the right role for Alba either. I, I think, think she I think I think she was I think she was better than Mara. But, but I, that was that wasn't a good fit. I, I do think Johnny is important because the bar was set very high with the last two. Um, I mean, both actors are, are are mega A-list stars at this point, and you know, 
and, and both killed it in those roles uh, previously. But you that know, is you, true. That's actually a good you, point. That's interesting. You know, but uh, there's gonna be obvious connection comparisons where like if yeah. this guy's like okay, people like, yeah, but he's not. Not yeah, Michael B. He's definitely not Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and so that that that'll be an important factor. But then also, you know, if if you want to eventually cross him over with Spider Man or cross him over with the Young Avengers or cross him over with other characters, it's got to be somebody that people want to see. You know, um, it's a fair point. But here's why here's why I'll push back on Johnny. Why I didn't choose Johnny. I think he's the easiest role to play out of the four people. No one percent. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah it's, a, it's a comedic role. You come in, you smile, you crack jokes. Like I think yep. it's very easy. It's very game. easy to get that role over. And it's very easy to write that role. Just this, yes. he's a fun uncle. Like who doesn't like that? So the other characters are a lot harder to get over. Not like by far a lot harder. Like I would, you know, you can say, well, what about things like, well, like you got to wear all that makeup and stuff. Or whatever yeah, CGI, CGI they're going, whatever CGI they're going to do to you. So like, yeah, maybe maybe you can say the actual role isn't that. Maybe the actual material may not be that tricky, but everything else about doing that job is very hard. And Reed and Sue are like, you know, they're like mom and dad. Like they're not characters that are actually like meant to be like super like lovable and super like you know what I'm saying. So it's so that's why I didn't go Johnny because I'm like I think if you get a talented person to do that role, almost anybody could do it. As long as it's written even remotely decent. I mean, think about how bad those two of those three movies were. And Johnny still wasn't a problem. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, uh, Johnny, you'll be, they'll be fine. It's, but yeah, I think, I think, I think Shamari hit the nail on the head. I think the only woman on the team, um, a very close relationship with two of the people on the team. Um, and I don't think that's the easiest role to translate from comic book to tell to to big screen whether television or f- movie and it be as easy as it maybe should look so yeah i think that that is a i think that is a, a good call on that um so yeah we'll see what happens but uh the word right now adam driver in the lead to potentially play reed richards i want to shift gears now now and talk about uh the marvel trailer that came out uh last week so it's very interesting about this trailer one since it's come out I guess I've seen that is the least liked trailer that Marvel's done on YouTube, or uh, it's, it's right up there with She-Hulk, which I think there's a lot of unfortunate truths about why that is. But it is the most disliked trailer on YouTube that Marvel's ever done. Um, the trailer kind of shows a little bit of this story, how it's going to play out. We kind of saw some of this in the Marvels, so spoiler alert if you've never seen the Marvels. But, the, you know, the show ends with, you know, you know Carol Danvers mm-hmm. being... Sorry, Miss Marvel. Sorry, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yes, the show, Miss Marvel. So, spoiler alert: if you've never seen Miss Marvel. None of us have seen the Marvel. We've not gotten no early screen. Or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, spoiler alert: if you've never seen Miss Marvel, but um, the story takes it, it's kind of neat to see like this story seems to be taking place right out of there. So, um, there's something within the powers with Carol, with uh, Kamala Khan, and um, and uh, Mario uh, 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 Rambeau, Monica Rambeau. Had, there's some kind of link between them, and it's now forcing all three of them to be essentially body switched into different areas of the galaxy when either one of them uh, use their powers. And it's putting you know Kamala, you know Kamala Khan, you know up against you know uh, you know crazy threats out in the galaxy. It's putting 
uh, Cal Danvers in, you know, the bedroom of, you know, 16-year-old Kamala Khan in Jersey City. It's taking, it's taking Monica Rambeau from her work with, um, work with, uh, she, uh, 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 sorry, Sword and taking her to different places. So I really like this trailer. I thought that this trailer and the fact that I'm learning literally as we do this podcast that this is the least liked trailer on, uh, Marvel's ever done is actually really upsetting to me. Cause I thought that this was everything Captain Marvel wasn't in terms of what people didn't like about it. It was fun. It was it grabbed your attention immediately. Um this looks like a really cool movie. Like I I didn't I didn't I didn't get uh I'm not getting that the hate for it. I think that this looks really cool. So uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited from what I saw. I thought this looked great. I'm very curious though what my guys think. So I'll go to Kendall first. What did you make of the Marvels trailer? Um I thought the Marvels trailer was I thought it was good. Um I the, the the thing about the Marvel trailer is that uh I think it, it highlights a movie that I think will be solid. Um you know, I'm excited to see all three. Uh you know, I think I, I mean I thought that Brie Larson was underrated as, as Carol Devers uh the first time around. Um and I mean I, I enjoyed uh Tiana Paris and, and uh uh Mom Delani in there too. Disney Plus series, so I'm excited to see all three uh, of these characters, um, you know, in the in in this movie. Uh, it's very vague in terms of you know story and villain, but it's you know it's the first trailer, it's a teaser. Um, excited to see more or uh, Nick Fury as well. You know, curious how if this how it connects to Secret Invasion at all. If it connects to Secret Invasion, where that you know line is drawn. Terms of timeline, um, I'm thinking about that too. The, the 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 big question that I have is is it's not really a question, but the 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 only the concern I have is just like is this the movie? Is this it's this? It's it's Guardians. Is, are, are these the movies that Marvel needs right now? Where they're at, and, and it's one of those things where it's like there's nothing they can do. Um, because you know, I mean, they they came out with a calendar, and you know, this is where these movies fall. Um, yeah, look, it's not it's not our fault that people didn't dig. Uh, uh, it's not that people didn't dig. You know, Ant Man the way they wanted to, or didn't dig. Yeah, Doctor Strange the way they. I mean, they've had their chances at this point. Yeah, yeah I mean, they just yeah, can't worry about that. They they assume they assume things would be better received than they yeah, some maybe of back on track, and you know, you know, it's like you know, if you're if you're a two, three, and four hitter, you know, strike out. And then now you're in the in the you know the seven eight nine part of the lineup. It's like, look, man, that's the that's the lineup. Like they got to produce. There's nothing else we can do about that. You know. Yeah, you can't skip. Um, yeah, no, and 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 so for me, I feel like um, Marvel, it, like it's they're sort of in that position that DC was in, where you know we said to ourselves, like, yeah, you know, DC's making all these changes to how they're doing movies, but you know. Um, you know, they they still they they couldn't make changes to X movie yet. Like you know, like Wonder Woman at the time. I thought Wonder Woman. Remember, I thought Wonder Woman was gonna be really bad because they couldn't. I was like, yeah, they couldn't make the changes necessary that they needed uh, based off of the audience reception to the first couple DC Zack Snyder DCU movies, and that one actually I did end up being great. But uh, maybe this will be that same kind of way, but. You know, I feel like whatever Marvel, whatever momentum or lack thereof that Marvel's had, you know, it sounds like there have been some shifts 
potentially the, the Fantastic Four, then some shifts to, uh, you know, things like maybe Captain America, New World Order, things that are filming now or filming soon. Um, you know, I don't know if like tonally those will be, these will be very different. Um, but again, I think it'll be good. I mean, I thought Ant-Man was good. I just don't think Ant-Man was the right time for what Marvel was looking for. I, I, I don't know if, I don't think Guardians will be. Um, so that, that's that's my uh, concern, but I, but I think the movie looks good. Yeah, and I, I'll toss this to Shay. I mean, try, do you think tone is even an issue for Marvel at this point? I mean, I, they've had now movies come out for the last two years, three years, but all different kinds of tones. Super dark with Black Panther, um, very and, and Doctor Strange as well. Uh, super lighthearted with other projects. I mean. It, I, I guess my question would be, does the tone of this movie even matter? Do they just have to make a movie that people will actually enjoy? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Marvel, you know, I hate to kind of turn turn this into another kind of bash Marvel fest. But, I mean, yeah, Marvel's they got to try to turn the ship around. They, you know, have to make movies that people like. They have to make top shelf because that's what they were doing before they set they set their own bar you know before so um i mean in terms of this movie this trailer um the trailer actually thought was solid itself i mean i thought it was a solid trailer um miss marvel um looks like to me the best part of the trailer so far i'd agree with that um you know but I mean, I think the tone is looks it looks fun to me. I think it looks like a fun movie. Um, but again, I I kind of agree with Kendall in the sense that not really what they need right now, just in terms of just what Marvel fans are craving is not this. And also, um, as Kendall said again coming off of several movies that, you know, and again, I liked Ant-Man, but, you know, it's it's Ant-Man, you know? So, I don't know. You know, they, like, they this isn't, this type of movie, I think, is just isn't what Marvel needs right now. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I just don't think this, you know, uh, I don't think this is really what they need right now. And I also think um, that this is, I think just the the interconnectedness of everything Marvel, like there's so many properties now. Because like you mentioned with the timeline, like the Secret Invasion, yeah. like Nick Fury's in this, but then Nick Fury's in Secret Invasion. So like you see this trailer and you're like, wait, so what? So uh, I mean, Nick I, Fury looks totally different in Secret Invasion than he does here. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, what's what's going on? I mean, Secret Invasion, so, he looks grizzled, old, he's got gray. Looks like he's you been know, through crap. So like, you know, here, he looks like he's having a, he's just running an organization, everything's all Gucci. So, Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I'm guessing I, you kind of have to watch that before. And then you also have to have seen Ms. Marvel to understand any, anything with Ms. Marvel. And you have to have seen WandaVision to know who, um, you know, Monica Rambeau is. So it's... It's or or like to see, like the this version this person that we see in here Martin Monica Rainbow. So it's just like it's you know it's just um, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Marvel is still 
kind of missing with with what they need to show to get people back on board. Um, so yeah, we just we just gotta see how it goes. The trailer itself was solid, but I do agree with kind of just in terms of like I don't know if this type of movie just based on what they're showing is what they need right now. I mean, I don't think you guys are necessarily wrong. I just don't know how much it really matters at this point. Like, yeah, I think we all want this big epic tale to be told in one of these stories that we could all grab onto and, and really be like, wow, that was just hard hitting. And like, I, I get that, but I just don't think you ever going to get that from the Marvels. And I think we may be pleasantly surprised at how dark maybe Guardians 3 gets just from the tones of the trails we've seen. So I'm, I'm going to hold hold that maybe the Guardians will kind of carry some more of that that part of the want from the fans that maybe the Marvels won't bring. But I just think it's hard because like the Marvel, Captain Marvel, the first movie people said took itself too seriously and Kyle Danvers, the character herself, took herself too seriously and I think that in some in some instances is a fair criticism, in some instances is not. But I certainly see where those critiques lie. I feel like this is like the most likable and enjoyable I've seen like Carol Danvers look on screen to me. Like um, she showed a lot more personality showed in the first movie or in really subsequent other uh, other appearances in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that uh, Villani and Paris are only pluses, not minuses to the story. We don't know so much about the story. I think there are some some things they're going to have to hash out, and maybe we'll get some more of that character development that we want to see, like whether it be maybe um, you know uh, Monica's beef with with Captain Marvel, which we know is prevalent because we know it was in the uh, the uh, Wandavision show. And maybe we have a Carol Danvers who's not necessarily eager to be anybody's, you know, hero or anybody's icon or anybody's mentor uh, with uh, with with Kamala Khan. So, so those those things may come. I don't want to make it sound like maybe there's just none of that coming at some point. But but I, I like the trailer. I, I, I mean, I got to be honest. Like if I thought it was whack, I would tell you I was whack. I, I really enjoyed this trailer. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. This is I mean, I thought this was a good trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I would just, I think, I think more of what I'm saying, and maybe Kendall as well, and Kendall of course can jump in if I'm, if I'm not wrong, but I think it's just, this doesn't, I enjoyed this trailer. I think I'll enjoy the movie, but this still doesn't ease my concerns. <laughs> I, got you. I think just long-term for the trajectory of like what's going on with Marvel. I, I just um, can't imagine this shifting yeah. conversation. Um, too strongly. I agree with that. And, well. This comes out in November, which, you know, I mean, the conversation you'd hope by November would be different. Uh, but there's not much. I mean, a lot of it would be based on Secret Invasion and yep, Guardians and and Loki, I guess. But um, but it but if if Guardians is is is, is solid, and then and then Secret Invasion is solid. So look, I think Secret Invasion is exactly what Marvel. And I'm not saying that again. That's true. Because it's not exactly, it's not totally like it, it just has to be dark and gritty, but just in terms of ma- there being serious ramifications um, to everything that's happening and 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 feeling like there's a real outlook, um, or just it just being an incredible movie, like you know Spider-Man No Way Home. Because um, like if Deadpool three was coming out later this year, 
I'd be like, yeah, I mean, this this might be exactly what Marvel needs, you know. And that I don't expect that to be super dark, but it's a mega mega blockbuster, you know. Not every movie you're gonna have is gonna be a mega mega blockbuster, but it just feels like the last one Marvel really tried to put out there was was Dark Doctor Strange two, and that didn't hit the same way the way people thought it would, and and so. Now you're going all the way back to Spider-Man No Way Home, which feels like, you know, multiple years ago. So, And, you know, and again, I think they made this bet with all the trolling, you know. I don't think, I don't think I'd be saying this if Quicksilver was just in WandaVision or whatever. Like, I wouldn't be saying this. At that point, you'd just be, being, you'd just be greedy. Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, it, it, or if something else disappointed me, about like, oh, well, that one was okay, but remember that one? You know, remember that other one? That was now it's like I have to go like years yep. before I can say something like that. Or if like at every single chance they've had to announce something <laughs> involving the Fox property that they, that they bought, I won't use the term of the the, the mutant team that we we reference in every show, <laughs> but if there was any reference, anything about anything that they bought. Then maybe I'd be more willing to just be patient, but they don't. Or if their stuff was just better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I think the big miss was not only Doctor Strange, but then Ant Man being like just okay. Uh, I think if Ant Man, Ant Man, I thought it had a real chance to be a game changer and be that movie that they needed. Yeah, and it was just okay, and then they didn't seem interested in making Ant Man bigger than it needed to be. Um, so it was very odd because they did say this was going to be like a you know civil war scale, yeah. That's not necessarily what we thought it was, it was being billed as, but um, but but this is a this is there, there's opportunities for, for us to be surprised. I just, I based off this trailer, like I agree with you, EJ. Guardians is far more likely, I think, to be that type of movie than this one will be. Doesn't mean that this one won't be really good, really fun. Um, I, I just wonder, is it going to be too, I, and I'll be honest, this is something, and, uh, and, uh, this is something that I, I, I think is, again, not something that they can implement when it comes to this movie or Guardians or anything coming out, even maybe in Fantastic Four, but I would, I try to stay away from going too off-world, too cosmic, too... I, I think Marvel at some point is going to need to ground themselves and go back to more. It just feels like the more cosmic they get, the more goofy they get. That just seems to be like that's been a bit know, of a trend. Yeah, like we already know that with Guardians, but I think we 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 we've seen now trends with uh, Ragnarok and Thor. Yeah, the Thor um, movie. We've seen it. Uh, not necessarily with Captain Marvel the first one because that was a very serious movie, but it was also set in a different time, set in the nineties, so that that kind of changes things. But I think that we've seen some instances where, again, like you said, the more cosmic they get, they feel like it's now time to be more oddball, which that does not have to be the case. Like, that's not the case when you read Marvel comics. Like, it doesn't mean, oh, we're more cosmic means we got to be more goofy. Like, that's not at all the situation. So um, it seems like that's the route they're going here because that, I feel like, was the mandate from fans who did not like Captain Marvel. I wonder if this may be too much of a course correction, but it's hard for me to get upset because I really liked what I saw. Like, I really liked uh, Ragnarok. I couldn't complain about the tone. Um, I didn't like Love and, Thund- Love and Thunder as much, so I can complain about the tone. That's just how it goes, you know? So that's why, for me, it's like, hey, do I like the content they're making? Right. Do I like what I see? So far, I do. And you know, Ragnarok has not been the kind of Thor movie I wanted to see, 
but what they ended up building was awesome. So, I, and who can complain? The Marvels gonna have to make that same case with this film. This film, but uh, I want to shift to a more serious topic here, and the latest on the Jonathan Majors uh, situation, which is apparently getting worse. So. Uh, this is from Variety. Uh, sources familiar with the matter tell Variety that multiple alleged abuse al- uh, victims of majors have come forward following his March arrest and are cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The prospect of more women waiting in the wings would mark a dramatic turn in the case and comes on the heels of majors' publicist and management firm cutting ties with the embattled actor earlier this week. So that was from the uh, Variety article that came out today. Now, um, there's still a full denial coming from Majors' side. This is from uh, his attorney. Jonathan Majors is innocent and has not abused anyone. We have provided irrefutable evidence to the district attorney that the charges are false. We are confident that he will be fully exonerated. So, you know, this incident that happened in March where he was charged with strangulation, assault, and harassment um, stemmed from an incident that happened with a 30-year-old woman uh, police said that she sustained, sustained uh, minor injuries to her head and neck and uh, was taken to the hospital and released in stable condition. So, again, Major side says that he was probably the victim of an altercation with a woman he knows and that he was not the aggressor in any uh, incident. He said the woman was having an emotional crisis. So that is what is being put out there at this point in time. There was a text put out by the, the lawyer's husband, who right now is Majors' publicist, because I don't think he has a, a management firm or a publicist working for him right now. They put out that text message. The text message looked nuts. Um, it's saying that I told the police you didn't do anything wrong. And, uh, you know, they had to arrest you when they saw injuries on me. It's it just a bad look. You can look it up if you want. But it, it definitely did not inspire any confidence. So... There have been rumors, now, not rumors, there have been actual reports that he has been getting dropped from things. We know, again, the management firm, publicist firm, dropped him. Uh, there are some projects now, apparently, that are now also dropping John the Major. So this stuff is starting to build in regards to where things lie with Majors. So, Sham, the word that we got this week was that Marvel has had zero discussions from uh, with in regards to... Uh, talking about recasting or removing uh, Jonathan Majors from their movies. I think that that is a lie. I think that, that there's absolutely 0% chance that Marvel has not <laughs> discussed whether or not they have to move on from Jonathan Majors. Like, the fact that that story came out was crazy to me because it almost made me feel like that had to come from Majors' team almost. Like how? how, like it, how wait, so, so is it saying that they haven't had any discussions with majors or just discussions in general may seem like internally if they made it the, the articles i was seeing but yes kendall's right the articles i saw and if i find it again i'll, I'll show you i'll say it but the articles i i've seen said that marvel has not engaged in talks in, in, internally that was the impression i got <laughs> Wait, again, no, I no, yeah true. yeah see this was see this was deadline saying um uh they have been know why they why they publish something like that yeah, I, don't I mean, I, I mean, maybe I, I don't. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, what what benefit would Marvel have to put that out there, knowing that it's not true? Um, Cause I, I don't know. They, so, I mean, you well, look on the basis like we're, you're one hundred percent right. There is absolutely zero percent chance that they that the thought didn't even cross their mind. Like, do we got to talk about this? Like, you guys hear what happened with John? Like, 
Of course, they've had some level of conversation. I guess the question would be, have they had any formal discussions about, like, you know, removing him? You know, maybe the line, that's not exactly what they said, but... That, and, and to be clear, Kendall and Sham, I just because I have the deadline article here. Um, deadline, this is from them saying, deadline here is there's been zero conversations in the Marvel camp to drop majors from the MCU. That is the exact wording in the article. There's zero percent that that is true. Right, yeah. They 100% floated the idea, uh, do we need to get rid of them? Well, 100%, 100% that, that, that conversation has happened. Um, just because... It, you know, it's it's a thought that crosses people's minds, and these at the end of the day, these people working at these places are real people. You know, they're not. You know, as much as we think they're just suits that are. Yeah, there there are billions of dollars on the line for Marvel. <laughs> the thing that is the most important scandal that could derail their plans in that billion dollar industry, and there's no discussions about what to do with the center of the controversy, is insane. There's no chance that that's not happening. This is common sense. There's billions yeah. of dollars on the line. You have to protect your own investment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm in agreement uh, with you there. I mean, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to have discussions. They're going to come up with whatever, whatever you know, strategy they have to deal with this. I mean, it's just, I mean, and, and I mean, it's not even like, this is like worse I mean, this is like if almost leading into the Avengers, like Tom Hiddleston or something had some kind of crazy yeah. thing. It's like, well, I mean, he he's the villain of the movie. Like, what? You know, and, and this yeah. is worse. Cause, I and mean, as, got and the, as the a variety pointed out, not only is he signed for Kang Dynasty, he's also signed to be in Secret Wars, which is the biggest movie go. Marvel will ever do. And, and you're going to tell me again, there's his... no talks about what to do with this guy i mean come on and the movie the title movie is his name is kang kang yeah. dynasty that's him yeah that's his movie so like what is this where it's like oh well you can't ignore this you cannot cannot or you or uh, especially can't not have any discussions that doesn't make any sense so yeah they gotta do something i don't know what they gotta do but they gotta do something so nothing good is coming out of this kind in terms of any chances that maybe what we thought has been reported or alleged is not true. I, I mean, every step along this way seems to be getting worse. So, like you said, you mentioned um, the the, uh, the the entertainment uh, uh, entertainment three hundred and sixty. You know, leaving him. Uh, the lead company also dropping him. Um, uh, the uh, Valento, the fashion house mutually parted ways with the actor um, and that he would not be attending the Met Gala. It, I mean, there's there's no, there's been no sign of anyone coming to say, oh, you know, we're still behind majors. And the fact that, because it, it felt like it was really quiet for the last few weeks and it felt like yesterday and the last two days, really, all of a sudden there was movement with people dropping majors and he's not now going to be... Um, uh, Otis Redding, he was in the lead to be maybe Otis Redding in a in a movie that was supposed to be coming out on his life, and now Jonathan Majors is out of that running. So there was a holding pattern, and all of a sudden there was movement that wasn't good for Jonathan Majors, and then we hear that there may be more victims coming out. So, well, yeah, this isn't good. I mean, you know, 
a lot of times when these things happen and these things get announced, um, the people involved know well before the public knows. Oh, yeah. Um, they got sources inside uh, the FBI. They got sources inside, um, yeah. you know, you know, the, the uh, district attorney's offices and yeah. government offices. Yeah. Like, they, the they know stuff. I mean, it's, you know, we saw it with the, you know, with the whole situation with Donald Trump. And, you know, he he, he told his people uh, a week or two before he was indicted. Yeah, I'm about to get indicted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Date, but, like, he knew. <laughs> He knew when it, he knew it was coming because somebody yeah. told him, you know. Right. And normally those people don't, you know, blast it on some social media, um, you know, website. But yeah, well, usually, we all we all know, we all know the former president is different. Great, yeah, you know. And so we we I, it feels like people in the know in Hollywood may have some sort of inkling of something that we don't know. Um, something 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 has changed. There's a shift that's happened. Um, I, you know, again, I don't want to speculate too far because I don't know, you know, it could be total coincidence, but, um, but what I will say is, is obviously this is not good for Marvel and, you know, you continue to, to, to wonder, I mean, you know, or are we just in a situation where they may just recast? I mean, there was a report about them possibly being, uh, interested in Damson Idris, Idris, um, I'll give our dad credit because you know I was talking to him uh, about a month or two ago, and he he didn't drop the dancing interest name as a potential uh, you know T'Challa actor, you know, and so yeah. it's pretty uh, pretty clairvoyant, you know, that could be here, and he could be playing King in a matter of months, but um, but no, he's he's uh, you know they're they're in a weird spot right now. Um, I mean, I did see somebody speculate. Um, is there is there any way that they maybe decide to just pivot to Doom? Yeah, you know, I saw. That- I want to. I, I want to pull up the tweet because um, I saw someone. I believe it was uh, Robert Jefferson. Who shout out to him? He does uh, Comics Explained. Uh, this is his YouTube channel. Yeah. He put yeah. it out there. He's like, uh, "Hear me out. The MCU has to drop Jonathan Majors, Kang. We know." that all the kings gathered together at the end of Quantumania. Had them all destroyed at one time, then revealed later that it was Doctor Doom. Boom, Secret Wars uh, becomes the Doom story. And let me ask you this. Yep. My first question was, do we think that there's any chance they consider that? And two, is that a good idea? Should they go in that direction? Would they consider it? I think all things are for consideration, so the answer to that would be yes. How serious is maybe another story? I don't think they, I I don't think that that's what they would do. So, I guess that makes me suggest I don't think it would be quite as serious, um, in terms of what they would. I think that they'd prefer to continue the story they wanted to tell and set everything up because there's. I think this is almost definite. And like for example, if this was if you were talking about, uh, and I know Brolin actually has his own allegation that he had and then he had to speak about himself you know you know so i know that that's there but this was brolin prior to uh you know um infinity war maybe two three years before the infinity war i don't think they decide you know what i know we've been doing stuff about infinity stones but we're just gonna 
wipe out Thanos and just bring in someone else. I don't think that would have happened. There's zero percent chance that would have happened. This almost feels even more difficult to say. You know what? Like we're not all this stuff with timeline and stuff. We're not gonna do the anything we can. Stuff is so out of whack and so wacky and so hard to manipulate that you almost need Kang. Right. Like Doom. Doom is 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 great. Yeah, I love Doom, but he's not a multiverse. You can't just make him Kang. Like people yeah. are gonna like the version of Doom. Yeah, I mean he's not a he's not a multiverse character. It's not his thing. He he can be Doom can be anything, but that's not his thing. It's like putting LeBron at center. Right. Could LeBron yeah. play center? Sure. It probably isn't the best use of his talents, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, the Doctor Dooms, we just talked about all the Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four. Like the Doctor Dooms are, you know, the first one was I thought was good, but not great. And the second one we don't even want to talk about. Yeah, that. yeah, no, yeah. Let's, let's not, not talk about that one. Yeah. And this is this is for you know one of the three or four greatest. This is a Mount Rushmore comic book villain. Yeah, and, and and we were just talking about how they need to move away from the cartoony stuff, and this would feel yeah. a little cartoony. Yeah, like as I love Robert, that would just that would feel extremely cartoony. That would that that story, which again I I I do agree, I think would be considered. That sounds like wrestling. Like, if you think about what happens in wrestling, a guy gets injured or a guy gets suspended or a guy gets arrested, that's what they do. They just write them off the story, have them get squashed by, you know, Brock Lesnar, and they say, oh, the guy, you know, broke his skull. He's going to be out for, you know, eight months. Then we learn, actually, well, actually, you know, he got suspended for drugs. So he's, that's why they wrote about this. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what that sounds like to me. And whenever it's done in wrestling, it's always very clunky. It's always very awkward. You're just like, what the hell just happened? They were building towards the story. And now they just had this guy get destroyed. For no reason, we don't even know why. Then you learn the next day, oh, well, it's because they were gonna cut him because you know they found contract. something about it. contract issue, or or we learned there were allegations about them that we didn't know about until you know the next day or whatever. So that's where that comes in. That where that's where that becomes tricky. And I don't think that they would do that. I think that they'd be better. They they would feel like, look, Kang's a character where we've already introduced. It's like a hundred million versions of him. Let's just introduce versions that just don't look like Jonathan Majors. Like I, I like, I think that in some ways, like he's a convenient character to recast because of that. Like because the whole essence of his character is that there are so many versions of him. There's no reason why they have to all look like Jonathan Majors, and you can just move away from the ones that look like Jonathan Majors. At least that's how I see it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, they got they, like I mean, they got to just just try to. I don't know. It's kind of hard to to advise them in terms of of, of how they should fix this because this is just a mess. This is just a complete mess. I agree with with just maybe trying to just shift just shift away from just majors and try to continue with the story, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna. This is a conversation. It's a question that I held the last time we talked about Matrix because I didn't think it was appropriate. But not that it couldn't have been asked, but I just thought maybe it would have been jumping the gun a little bit. But this latest news pack that there may be more victims. Do we think Marvel holds any accountability for entrusting so much of their franchise to someone who clearly? Was not worthy of it. That's a or, was it, or at the very least, too much of a risk. 
Like, I, right. I like there has to be there has to be that conversation has to happen at some point. Maybe I, I it mean, ain't today. I'm asking questions today. Maybe the answers we won't get today. But that question, that conversation has to happen because again, like so much of what they were building, so much of what the fans' investment was in was all put into the Jonathan Majors basket. And if you're talking about this is a guy you had you casted who has multiple victims running around. And we already we talked last time we talked about majors that these rumors that he already was an issue and a tyrant and all these different things. That's where I say, okay, what it's almost like a team when you draft a player in the NFL or in the NBA and then you know they get arrested. And you're like, well, we didn't know. Then you say, well, there's all these other things. It's like, well, how much work did you do? How much leg work did you do? How much background work did you do? Like, I think that I think the question is fair at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it. I mentioned it last time we talked about this. Um, you know, I I mean, I find it hard to believe that Marvel came to this conclusion, came to this casting, came to this conclusion without knowing more about John the Majors, but, but it's not impossible. I mean, because they're not the only yeah. ones that that have casted him, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just named a bunch of different companies and and movies that all thought he was good, too. So you're right. They're not the only studio, they're not the only major studio that that decided to... to, to Hell, the U.S. Army (laughs) hired him. I mean, you know, like if anybody would do background checks, it was them. I mean, he was the guy that was in their ad that they just had to pull. 100%. So, you know, I don't want to overstate the idea that, like, everybody in Hollywood knew he was a problem and and Marvel decided to take the risk, but at the same time, like you said, if there's even any smoke out there, you know, I mean, because there, there's, there are times. I mean, I, you know, I guarantee you, like in the NBA, for example, there are gonna be guys that have, there gonna be guys that have character red flags that, that the public knows about, like Brandon Miller and the whole Alabama situation. We all know about that. And then there's gonna be guys that. We think are model citizens that have character red flags. Oh yeah, he knows about, and you know the public will have no idea, and they're going to get drafted in the lottery, and the team's going to know this guy's a red flag, but you know he can play. Yeah, and yeah. Nobody yeah, knows he's, he's an issue, so we just got to see if we can contain it. Yeah. And sometimes that guy becomes an issue. Sometimes he doesn't. But this could have been a deal where, you know, since there was no there was no public, you know, situation, it's very yeah. possible. Marvel heard some stuff, but they were like, eh, you know, he's turned a new leaf and, you know, he's, he's been good. And so, right. Yeah, that, you're, you're totally right. There's that aspect of it, too. You know, like you could have past issues, but you also could grow and you could mature and you could become a different person. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, like they hired, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, coming off of all of the abuse, not the abuse, not, yes, not saying abuse, but the uh, drug abuse, uh, drug you know, stuff that he was dealing with throughout his life. So, we're not saying anybody who who has ever had any issue should never be hired, but I'm saying if these are issues that haven't been adjudicated in any way and haven't been resolved in any way, or there are signs that perhaps it's still ongoing, was this the right person to put your I mean, entire universe Downey, behind? Basically, you mentioned it like that was arguably a bigger risk than this was. I mean, again, I don't we don't know what they knew about. Majors or what they do about Downey. I'm sure they did a lot more legwork on Downey because his issues were so public. But like, but they I mean the MCU isn't the MCU that we know today. If Downey, I was 
you know, implodes after three years. Well, I was also going to say, also, to think about it in a different light, Kendall, like, I mean, (laughs) Marvel has way more to lose now than he did the first Iron Man. Like, there's also that risk aversion as well, where it's, I mean, look, we know Roberts had some issues. We think he's gotten past them, and he's talented, and we're going to yes, give him a shot. Yeah, the Yeah, not knowing that this was going to be the beginning of, you know, the, the biggest movie conglomerate ever created. But, yes. like, they're swinging for the fences. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly the exact words you used. Whereas now it's you're the juggernaut, you're the Yankees. You got all of the backing, all of the money, and all the things. And now you're saying this is our next big, big project with billions of dollars on the line. And everything to lose, it's a different ball game. Maybe that, maybe the Donaldie that they hired doesn't get hired today. I mean, it's a real, it's a real conversation. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm wondering how much of um, how much of this stuff. Uh, that's I mean, I'm kind of I'm I guess I'm kind of going to get together. I'm not blaming them too much, just because I don't know how much of this behavior was like known or like was displayed like on sets or anything like that to where like it would be around. Cause this seems like stuff that was very hidden. I don't know how hidden it was, but it, this at least seems like stuff that wasn't like, it's not like, Oh yeah, this guy was just a mess on set, screaming at people, cussing people out, you know, calling people this and that and yelling at this one. And, you know, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like that is what, this is just a, just domestic now to violence. be fit now now while you're right sham in terms of especially domestic violence oftentimes these are unfortunately behind closed doors and we don't see or know these things you are right but when these first allegations came well this arrest happened that's the first time we learned anything it was an arrest there were people in the industry tweeting yeah we we knew some stuff yeah mm-hmm. we knew this guy was was suspect like right. that's where it becomes a little tricky to say that because it's now nah, we don't know these people are just saying talking out of their ass because that yeah, quite they, frankly trying to jump that, on the bandwagon yeah because that quite frankly thing. can happen in these situations 100 yeah. percent. and that was a, lot, a big reason why a lot of people were pushing back against those people saying hey like if you don't have any real facts or any real proof like it's kind of crazy to just jump out of the window and say yo i knew this guy was terrible person and we don't even know if these allegations are true like you know, so so th- there there is a little bit of you know raised eyebrow to those folks, and also like if you knew he was a a hole, why didn't you do anything? Especially if it was dangerous and you could hurt people. So there's a lot of questions about those people who came out of the woodwork, thought they were doing some great thing by saying, "Hey, I knew Jonathan Majors was terrible before or you all did." But at the same time, because those people did exist, and now you're hearing there are more people that are involved, it suggests that perhaps this was more of an open secret than maybe Marvel or Hollywood as a whole would like us to think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think I, I do see you guys' point in terms of they could have done more. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's just one of those things where you see this actor, you see how talented he is. You see, he's kind of on a rocket ship to the moon type of situation, and 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 he was, you know, as terrible as a situation as this is. I he was the right casting, in my opinion. I, I mean, from a talent standpoint, there's no question. 
You know, they in, ta- yeah. in that sense, I think they made the right choice. Yeah, they didn't make the wrong choice in that sense. Now, are there other people who can play this character? Sure, I'm I'm sure there are, but this was not the wrong choice in terms of talent at all, um, like at all. So, but it's just. It's just, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, you guys are compa- making the comparisons to sports. Is, you know, it's just talent. Talent is talent, but, you know, if they, if they don't have it, up, you know, up here, so to speak, in terms of in the head, then that's an issue. Once again, as we said last episode, we're going to do it every time we talk about majors. You know, thoughts and prayers to any people who may have been abused. Again, we're still waiting for more details and yes, absolutely to, to play out. But, um to any victims who of Jonathan Majors, if that is something that is happening or had happened, uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to them. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all the victims of domestic violence who have probably been triggered by these stories about this situation. So um, bad situation all around, and, and hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it sooner rather than later so that um, we can get some resolution here. I do want to uh, those shift gears, though. We're going to talk some DC before we get out of here. So first, I want to talk about... Um, the latest regarding the Superman project. So this is uh, a, a, a movie, Superman Legacy, being um, written and directed by James Gunn, who is, of course, the head of DC Studios. So he, you know, he's like, <laughs> he is like the, he's like the Elon Musk of DC Studios in many ways. I don't mean in all the terrible ways per se, but in that like, yeah, he just, I was say, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, Shamar's like, where are you going there? Hear me out, people. So in that, he will just talk to people regularly on Twitter who ask him questions about what is going on. So like, whereas Kevin Feige, you don't hear from anything from him, which kind of allows for rumors just run rampant and crazy. We don't know what, like, like the rumor we just talked about to start the show that Adam Driver maybe Reed Richards. James Gunn is a lot more direct, and people just tweet him things, and he will just say what things are happening and what isn't happening. So um, when it comes to uh, the script, the script is done. Uh, I know that because uh, he was asked by someone on Twitter, quote, have you written the whole script or just the page that, that page so far? Because he posted a picture of the script. And James Gunn said the whole script. So script is done. Uh, pre-production for this movie is now underway. He was also asked... Um, uh, I assume you're going to be announcing who you cast Superman by the end of this month, if not next month. Is that a correct assumption to make? He says it is not. So we can't expect that it's a, it can be assumed that casting will happen for sure um, in the next month or so, even though the script is done. So script being done obviously is a great sign, but still perhaps a little ways to go in regards to what's going to happen with who plays Superman, which is going to be, you know, we thought the Wolverine casting and some of these X-Men castings was going to be huge. I mean, the Superman casting, I think, may, may still usurp that. May now become the biggest news here. Uh, and uh, another interesting note here before I get to the, the larger portion of what he talked about with DC. Um, he was asked also, will Jimmy Olsen be in the movie? And that may sound controversial, but we just literally had a, a Superman franchise that Jimmy Olsen either wasn't in the movie or maybe was killed in BVS. It's kind of unclear. But uh, well, either way, Jimmy Olsen was a non-factor completely in the Man of Steel verse. So here he was asked, will Jimmy Olsen be in the movie? He said, of course. So Jimmy Olsen in the movie, that is happening. Um, script is done. That is also happening. Um, interesting note, though, about where things lie when it in regards to the, the pecking order over at DC Studios. So he said after he confirmed that the script was written, he said, 
curious if Warner Brothers gave you notes and how did you receive them? And he said, no, Warner Brothers wouldn't be giving notes on a DC Studios production. Since we came on board, we're two separate entities within Warner Brothers Discovery. So James Gunn is there essentially saying that there is no hierarchy between Warner Brothers and DC. They're their own thing, similar to Marvel and anything else that's under Disney. So Marvel, excuse me, DC no longer answers to Warner Brothers. They answer to directly, I guess, only to Warner Brothers, which I guess means you're really only, you know, talking to David Zaslav, basically. So different set of circumstances from what we've seen in the past with uh, Warner Brothers DC, where DC was definitely under Warner Brothers and there was a lot of friction and a lot of uh, meddling happening between the studio and the smaller studio being uh, DC. That That is now changed, it, it sounds like. So I'll toss the sham first. Um, any of these three things you take away from this as, as most intriguing, whether it be the script being done, Jimmy Olsen's inclusion, or this mm-hmm. new hierarchy over at DC? Yeah, I mean, very reminiscent. In terms of hierarchy, very reminiscent of um, uh, Lucasfilm, of course, as we've yeah. been mentioning before. Um, and I'd compare it to the new Marvel as well, I guess, with Feige being yeah. just the head, quote-unquote head of Marvel. Right. Everything Marvel, um, which I know is pretty more of a recent development, but I mean, this is I would seem to be similar in, in terms of Gun, but in, but though he's not head of everything DC, just the movies, but he doesn't answer to some other like DC or Warner Brothers person. Like he could just do whatever. Whereas the Feige Marvel Studios thing seemed a little a little, and it, it wasn't totally clear. Um. But, but yeah, I would think it seemed, it would seem to be the same thing in terms of Lucasfilm and that the, with like Disney Parks and there's 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 other things and other ways that they make money off of Lucasfilm properties and whatnot. But they don't. She doesn't answer. She wouldn't seem to answer to like she report seems to report just to Iger and like the share, the shareholders. Like that's that's <laughs> like that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. So I mean, it's it seems I think it's a good situation in terms of like just like an org structure, an org chart, so to speak. Um, and um, it's exciting that Superman's done. Exciting that we can, they, that they're going to get started with with the movie. Um, you know, just blank slate. Don't know what to expect. I was watching a lot of montages. I believe I don't know if it was yesterday, but for the Superman's. Um, I guess it's like the anniversary or something of Superman, um, like so, like a Superman like celebration. But there was a lot of like montages and stuff showing all the Superman, Smallville Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman, um, you know, just all the Superman, the animated Superman, all the Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, you know, we're gonna get another one. Um, so we'll see how it goes, and and um, you know, I'm also excited to see Supergirl too in this. In this Flash movie, I know it's a bit, a bit of a kind of a little off topic, but I think that's another. I think that's going to be another good, another good one coming up. So, but yes, yeah, exciting, exciting things that we're going to get another Superman, and we'll see how James Gunn, uh, how James Gunn pulls that off. And Kendall, it was interesting on the note about uh, the fact that he's not getting notes from anybody from Warner Brothers because someone then you know responded to him saying, "Then who at DC gives you notes?" 
And James Gunn went on a long kind of explanation about this creative process. So he said, it's interesting to see the numerous responses to my answer here about how notes work in Hollywood. From when I began writing, I've been giving my scripts and story to many different trusted parties for quote unquote notes. Listening to constructive criticism is the lifeblood of any writer. So as a head of DC Studios, I give the script to people I trust, like my exec, Chantal Nong, or DC Comics writer Tom King. Me and Sharon are both big fans of him. And, and get their thoughts about what works well and what could work better so I can improve the script. To paraphrase Stephen King, first draft, door closed, second draft, door open. Writing is communication, so this is important. All that said, I've never, as a director, been given notes I was ordered to take. Not from Universal on Slither or from Marvel in the Guardians films, nothing. I've always tried to take notes that will actually make the film better, and I argue about the ones I think won't work. The process has worked for me because I have been blessed in the partners I've chosen to work with. We are all moving towards one thing, making the movie better. And I can put my ego aside and be open when I need to be and convincing when I need to be. I know this uh, is not the case for everyone, and it wasn't always the case for me as a writer. Again, I'm blessed in this way, but that's how notes work. And I'm not going to suddenly stop taking them because I'm ahead of a studio. So interesting thoughts there. I mean, like he kind of doubles down saying that, look, I only take notes from people I actually care about listening to who I actually think can make my work better, not from any suit. Um, so whether people he's hired like Chantel Nong or again, Tom King, who's, you know, been working with him for the, a lot of this, uh, initial first chapter of storytelling for DC, uh, Kendall, it sounds like there really isn't much overhead for James Gunn, uh, in this standpoint. No. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the, you know, what the product is in terms of, uh, how the story comes together. Um, obviously, this is a big deal. Um, you know, I mean, I mentioned it when when he first when he first talked about doing this movie that, um, you know, Superman is a character that we haven't had, you know, an all time great Superman movie in thirty forty years. You know, so <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. Um, because there's a lot of upside, uh, you know, there's, there's pressure in the sense that it really needs to be good, especially because it's the, it's the first one and it has a chance to really, you know, launch DC studios into a real rivalry with Marvel. Um, but there's also an expectation that, you know, all right, it'll just be no different than Man of Steel was or no different than Superman Returns or yada, yada, yada. So, um, there is definitely a lot of expectations on this, but at the same time, the bar has been set extremely high by what we've seen in the modern era of Superman movies. Um, you know, in terms of, I am still very interested to see the casting situation. Um, you know, I'd expect uh, expect his brother Sean Gunn to be a, a major factor in the casting for Superman. Um, you know, <laughs> but no. Um, no, I think that this is going to be uh, an interesting movie to track altogether. Um, to, I mean, honestly, to me, you know, obviously, I've never been a fan of Gunn's approach. You know, when you mentioned the the Elon Musk comparison, uh, you know, I had I didn't I didn't uh, gasp or, or <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> throwing out the comparison before, um, but. 
you know, it, it, it's it'll be interesting to see again how 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 this uh, how this plays out, how this shakes out with, with this movie, his character. Um, you know, him only reporting to Zaslav is like, I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, he's somebody that I feel like needs a little bit more uh, supervision, more <laughs> moderation in terms of his style. But, you know, and, and Zaslav being the guy who has the, the override ability doesn't give me any more confidence. So, yeah, I don't know. Weird things happening at DC, but this this could all be fixed by the Superman movie being great. Um, you know, I'm interested to see the casting. I know the Logan Lerman name was thrown out there for a little bit. He denied it. Uh, James Gunn denied it. Uh, so, um, we'll see who it ends up being. Um, I think there's also a strong chance that it's an actor that isn't uh, a household name because they're gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be a younger character. You know, I think they're definitely gonna be going for a strong Smallville end of Smallville kind of vibe in terms of a young Superman and Metropolis with Jimmy, with Lois, and the whole nine yards. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, and I think the casting, I, I, I also agree that I don't think that we're going to see it, you know, next week or anytime soon. I don't, I, I believe James Gunn when he says that, and I wasn't really expecting it, but, um, but with the script being done, I would assume that that's going to be one of their next steps that they want to, that they want to pursue. Yeah, I mean, I, I for one, uh, agree. Yeah, I, I don't think that we need a casting within the next two months. I think that that's going to happen sometime over the course of the summer. So we'll see how that shakes out. I am not as concerned about the hierarchy at DC. Like, I think what I – I like hearing from James Gunn that, like, he he's talking to people who are giving him thoughts and ideas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not just saying, I'm just writing my story. we just going – we just greenlighting that bad boy and getting to shooting. Like – um, he's getting advice from Tom King on writing Superman. Like, that's a great thing, in my opinion. Like, that's a great person to be, uh, running back your stuff, you know? Um, you know, like, he's getting other executives feedback. Chantel Nong has been, uh, part of, you know, DC's film division for a long time and someone that he respects clearly. So I, I like that he's getting that, those thoughts. I think that it's different in some ways than what I was hearing from Zack Snyder, which was, these stuff was just com- this stuff was just coming from his brain, and because there was no one at DC who knew anything about DC movies, it seemed like, or let me phrase that, no one at Warner Brothers who knew anything about DC movies. That's a better way to put it. Uh, they seemed to just kind of be okay with whatever he did, and when people start stopped liking what he did, then all of a sudden they freaked out. So this feels like a much better process than that. It, to me, this feels like if Kevin Feige was like directing movies, this is what this would probably look like. You know what I'm saying? If I was a director and a screenwriter, this would probably be it. He'd do everything, and then he'd run it by people who he thinks are smart and people who know comics, and then he'd go back to the drawing board. So I, I'm not as concerned. I really, I don't know. I, I know I've been on this. It's funny how roles kind of play out. It's, they're not roles that are predetermined, man, anyway. But it feels yeah. like I've become the James Gunn apologist on this show since the DC thing happened. Uh, so I don't mean to sound like that again, but... Uh, I didn't take many much concern from the process here. I, I prefer this than what we got from Warner Brothers before, which was this crazy meddling where they were coming in and changing titles of movies, like the whole Harley Quinn Birds of Prey disaster, like you know, like all that stuff that was happening. Like I, I'm glad we're kind of away from that. Like give me one solid vision, uh, consult people who know what the f 
is going on when it comes to superheroes. And let's see if we can get something that looks more akin to what we expect to see in these superhero comics and these superhero animated movies. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I just knew what they were doing before was not working. I feel like we'll see because James Gunn was out here saying The Flash is like the one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. If that movie is horrible, I mean, yeah, it's going to say a lot. I'll be very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> about what is there any chance that movie's horrible though let's be honest though flash yeah i don't think I there's think, any I chance think, that it's horrible i think there's a chance i, I don't think there's i don't think, I don't think there's a chance that keaton is horrible i think that's gonna be just gonna be fun to see regardless Give me a rotten tomatoes number yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree flash will not be below 60 i was gonna say 65 70 65 70 i think there's a chance it's below 70 so are we talking? Are we talking like? Then we're talking audience score. No, we're talking. No, I'm critic. doing critic score. I always do critic score first. So I don't know. The critics mm. have kind of been. They've been all over the place recently. They've been missing lately, man. The I, critics I, I, have been I, I, so. Like they have been no. so like not in tune with like what audiences want. <laughs> it's very they, strange. They hate something and then they love something. They love like, things oh, that I mean. I mean, like, like and now to be okay. fair, maybe I'm part of the critics. So I love. I love Doctor Strange. The Multiverse of Madness and the critics loved it too, but like that that critic score is not I feel like akin to what like the audience felt about that movie. Yeah, At least the critics. larger audience, and not not to say that the audience hated it, but like I think there was a lot of people disappointed. And then, yeah, and then like I, and I can go back and forth on so many movies in the last few years. I feel like Spider Man No Way Home was the only one where the critics were right. It was like, oh yeah, that yeah. was fire, and y'all were right, it yeah. was fire. But it seems like every superhero movie that came out since then. It's like the critics are saying one thing, and then I watch the movie, and I feel something totally different. That Eternals thing was still crazy to me. I know I'm also the, the Eternal Defender on here. But the critics said that joint was no, ass. Like they said critic, that, the critics said that, that movie was ass. And then I watched this movie, and I'm like, yo, this movie is mad good. What, what were they talking about? And again, and then the critics tried to tell me Love and Thunder was great. And then I watched Love and Thunder, and I'm like, yo, they said this was good? What, the, what, what, are they, what am I watching? So I don't know. Yeah. Critics have been all over the place. So yeah, but so I know that. So that obviously take that with a grain of salt. But I was saying I don't think you have a critical score below seventy on the Flash. I would. That would. I that mean, would look, legitimately stun me. Obviously, if I were a betting man, I would agree. I would say in terms of is it a one hundred percent chance? I I can't say that. Um, only because I just like you said, it's volatile. The critic score is obviously if it's volatile. Um. DC movies, on average, at a I don't know, I don't know what the average Rotten Tomato score is for DC movies, but I, I don't can no way it's above seventy five. So that's you know that's just playing the <laughs> playing the odds there a little bit that you know there's definitely a chance um, that it doesn't hit that. And I mean, you look at a movie like Black Adam that like I didn't think was terrible. That what was that like thirty something? Yeah, that, that's not a, that's not a thirty something movie. I mean, you know, so I'm like. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'd be better than Black Adam, but it it could be, it could be double the movie Black Adam is, and it it still wouldn't hit eighty. Is that thirty eight percent? That still it's, is wild. Like how like the Black Adam thing is so weird because like it, it clearly wasn't that good, and like it clearly wasn't gonna be this movie that changed the hierarchy of details. What the Rock was saying, but it also like wasn't nowhere near as bad as like critics want to make it out to be and people who hate the rock want to make it out to be like it's a very weird like i feel like people want to say that it's terrible and want to like lambaste it and there's some things the 
definitely hit on it. But, like, it was, like, there are a lot of things in that movie that are actually really good. So, uh, I have a question for you guys. Like, if you guys had to think of what the, the highest-ranked DC movie is on Rotten Tomatoes, what would you guess? In the entire history of DC movies. I have the whole list here. I was going to say, I was, I was going to say, going back to, like, Superman? Superman. Going back to Superman. Stuff. Yep. Uh, those movies are so hard to, like, adjust Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Dark Knight? Is it The Dark Knight? But that would be my guess. Be Dark Knight. Dark Knight, you're right. You're number one. Number two. Oh, Dark Knight. All right, First of all, it. Dark Knight is number one, ninety four percent. Number two is Wonder Superman. Woman? No, Superman. Superman one. Well, yeah, Superman one. And it said to be fair, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are tied for two and three. Okay. Okay. So all right. All right. Um, and it's funny. Uh, rounding out the top five after the Teen Titans Go movie is Shazam one. <laughs> another movie where I feel like that was 2019 so that was a little while ago but still another movie where I feel like critics I don't know if they match the audience there I love Shazam I love Shazam 1 but no it's no problem no this isn't this this isn't like this is a dig not to go back to an old topic we were talking about but I feel like Shazam 1 is exactly what I'm talking about with like where Marvel's at where like I think Shazam 1 came out at a time where it wasn't like DC was that was a good time for that movie to come out. You know, that's a good point. In terms of what DC needed, yeah, DC needed a Shazam. That's a good point. Cleanse the palette of what we were seeing and just be a, a funny movie that people could enjoy. None too controversial because we had all the spectacle and the flash and dash, and it was a lot of sizzle, no steak. We just people just wanted to see a good movie. That's what Shazam was. I feel like Marvel right now is lacking a lot of sizzle. And I don't know if we're gonna get it with with the Marvels, and so Shazam being a ninety something again, probably that's probably a little overboard, but it's what DC needed at the time, and I think that that may be reflected a little bit in what the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, no, I think I think you I think you're right about that. I think that's a good point. Uh, before we get out of here, interesting comments from of all people, the Russo brothers, because they were asked. Uh, if they would potentially be interested in directing a Brave and the Bold movie that, of course, will be coming out under this new James Gunn DC world that he is creating, you know, Brave and the Bold. This would be uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, and uh, Son of Wayne, Damian Wayne, um, combined as a Batman and Robin tandem. And they were asked about it uh, by comicbook.com. And this would... uh. Anthony said, he said, uh, we don't get asked a lot about DC characters. Obviously, James Gunn over there running it, it would be a no-brainer. We love him to death. We love the direction he's going to take that world in. You know he's going to be uh, he's gonna be inventive with it. And for favorite DC characters, I mean, there are so many good ones. I always answer based on the comics I collected as a kid. And the two comics I collected the most were Spider-Man, actually three. It was Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman. But there have been a lot of iterations of Batman, so I feel like that's an obvious answer. Uh, but you know, it's it's not it's hard not to answer that set of potentially uh, you know doing a Batman reboot. Here's how you know we've actually uh, haven't gotten uh, literally anything about it and specific about it is because yeah, Batman would be my favorite character for my entire childhood. Uh, but obviously, uh, it would it it's been well explored. So there you have uh, Anthony Russo saying. Like because of James Gunn, that he would actually be open to jumping in there. 
and, and doing this movie with his brother Joe. So, just going around, guys. Sham first. Russo Brothers for Brave and the Bold. A thumbs up, thumbs down, you guys. Oh, triple, quadruple, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. All my appendages, everything up. Because that would be, that would be, that would just be great. Um, I'll take any Russo Brothers project. Um, in, even in general, but a, a Batman movie, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Kendall, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, you know, I've been missing their content, um, in this kind of superhero kind of movie TV show space just in general, but getting them getting their take on Batman after seeing what they were able to do with the Captain America character, oh my goodness. I think that would that would, and we're already getting such great stuff from Matt Reeves. Um, this would just be a just more fantastic Batman content, and yeah, it it would just add to the to the plethora of of good Batman content. So I'd be all for it. Kendall, are you thumbs up, thumbs down on the Russos doing Batman: Brave and the Bold? Um. This is going to be a controversial take. I am slightly thumbs down. Wow. Slightly thumbs down. I'm not all the way thumbs down. I'm not out on it. I'm not. I would be upset if the if the Russos got it. But just to play devil's advocate, um, because obviously this is a unanimous thumbs up. Um, one, I don't think there's the direction that, that they will go. But two, um, how do we feel about the idea that uh, I know James Gunn has said we're going to have a new actor that's playing Batman. I know it's not going to be Christian Bale. I know it's not going to be Ben Affleck. I know it's not George Clooney. Uh, is there any chance that they spin off from The Flash and do Michael Keaton as Batman with Andy Buschietti directing this movie? Um, uh, any chance? Probably some. I don't think that that's what's gonna happen, and I also don't want it to happen. Yeah, I say it's low, and I don't want to see that. Wow, wow, do not want to see it. No, I don't want to see no. it. Michael Keaton is too old. Yeah, he's this too old. Movie is as good as people think it's gonna be. Not, not unless this is some Batman Beyond type. Situation. I mean, to me, like that's, that's regardless of how regard, the Flash could be the greatest superhero movie of all time, and I don't want to see a seventy-year-old Batman. I don't, I don't think Damian I don't Wayne. think people want to see that. It's nice to see him come back in for this movie. That's <laughs> good. I'd like to see that. Kendall, do you want to see Michael? You want to see Michael Keaton? You want him to be your Batman, Kendall? Like, <laughs> remember, they're supposed to be building a universe. They're supposed to be bu- wait. They're supposed to be building a universe. Where Superman and Batman are in the same unit, like Michael Keaton's gonna be fighting against a twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old like, nah. Superman. That's who Superman's gonna be working with. Like, I know, I, I don't want to see they that. Already made their bed with like the Superman being fifteen or whatever. But like beyond that, like, um, but yeah, I look, I, I, I'm forgetting about all this, you know, shared universe and all that. You're, you're, I mean, you're totally right about that. I mean, they've the. The problem is that they already have Robert Pattinson. So in my head, I'm like, I mean, I don't need like another conventional Batman. I mean, no, so, I mean, he doesn't have to be as young as Pattinson, but I, I, I mean, I don't want to be as old as Keaton. I mean, Keaton, that's he, fair. Keaton's that's a fair. senior citizen. 
that's fair. I mean, we were talking Batman Beyond. I think that that would be obviously really good, but yeah, that's, that's a little different for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I, I will say this though: I, if we're, they were ever going, we were ever going to see a Batmobile get carjacked by Damian Wayne, I would want it to be the '89 Batmobile. That would be the coolest of all the Batmobiles we've ever seen. I, I will. I will throw out the caveat again, like I mentioned in the beginning. I mean, if this Flash movie is, is what James Gunn considers the greatest superhero movie of all time, that if it doesn't live up to that type of hype, there's there's no way I'd be upset about them going in this direction. Also because we already have a Batman, so it's not even like I'd be like, oh, but I need to see a young Batman. I don't, you know... I, I wouldn't. I would no chance. I'd be upset about that. Um, now that's a high bar. Like, I, is it going to be the great? I. I would be shocked if it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. I'd be shocked if any movie is the greatest superhero movie of all time because it's a very high bar to reach. But, um, but if it does, then seeing Muschietti, I, I think, would trump seeing the Russos do this movie. I think, for me. I mean, I think I would want. I think I think I'd be dumped up. Um, I know the Russos projects since Endgame haven't quite been as well received as Endgame was. Clearly, like I know that they really were hoping for. I know Cherry. There was a lot of hope behind Cherry. There was a lot of you know, um, you know, that's a movie starring Tom Holland. There was a lot. Yeah, of, actually, I actually liked that one on Apple. And TV. you, I know you liked it. There was a lot of promotion behind it. Uh, the Critics hated that film. Um, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so that so that was kind of like a, you know, maybe a step back for them in terms of how people saw them in Hollywood. Uh, I did not see The Great Man. Did anybody see The Great Man? No. No, I've heard The Great Man. Things about it, though. Yeah. That, critics, they're also, you know, 46%. So they, they haven't quite had, like, these hits with some of these smaller-scale movies that they said they really wanted to work on once they moved away from... Marvel now maybe that you know in order to get their groove back so to speak they need to get on something like the uh, the Batman I don't know but what I will say is I feel like I feel like in many ways they could do Batman and Damian Wayne like really well I think that their comedic chops writing for a community would actually come through very well in writing um, a teenage or preteen character like um, Damian Wayne. So that I think could work, and then we know in terms of like how they can you know choreograph fight scenes that they could do Batman and Robin type action like that they would crush that. So th- I think they're a good fit in many ways. I don't I, I, I part almost because I've seen the Russo so much. Part of me is like I kind of want to see who else you would think about giving a Batman movie to because it almost seems like almost too easy. Where it's like sometimes when it's too easy. I almost want, like think that maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe there's something we're missing, or maybe. Yeah, you know, it just uh, won't work for some reason. Like, part of me says, uh, "Give me some other names before I say yes, definitely to this." I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you this, this Batman project. I don't want to sound apathetic about it, but I, I just think that when you've got this, ma- like, I don't know. We didn't talk about it, but we also saw this week there was a trailer to the Penguin. I don't know how you watched that. That looked awesome. Trailer and like, I I just I, I couldn't care less. About anything outside of Matt Reeves' universe right now. <laughs> like, 
Bat, like a Russo Brothers Batman movie. Like I want to see another Matt Reeves Batman movie before we see anybody else. I agree. Like, yeah. and so but that, here's that, the, here's but here's why I here's why I disagree. I disagree because I love the Bat Family, and this is our chance. This is our, maybe our only chance to really actually finally get the Bat Family fully expanded. Like you just like it's it's like absurd to me that we've had a million Batman movies and we've literally only had one Robin, and I guess we've had a couple. How many back one back row, right? Or we had a couple, I can't remember. And I say one Robin, but we've had multiple. I know we go back to the sixties Batman. But you know what I mean. I'm talking about in since nineteen since nineteen eighty nine. Sure. All this time. One Robin in well, just two movies. Yeah, okay, stop that. <laughs> that, that stop, stop it. Oh come on now, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, no, one bad girl, I guess. One bad girl, one Robin that was in two movies, and that's it. That's insane to me, given how expanded the Bat Family is now. I mean, you kidding me? Jason Todd, Grayson, Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, Stephanie Brown. Uh, if you go to even Batwoman now, uh, you got uh, Kate Kane. All these different characters: Huntress, Car- Black Canary. I mean, we haven't gotten nothing. <laughs> We've gotten nothing. So when I so as much as I I am all in on the universe being created by Matt Reeves, it's so much in its infancy that there is an appetite for me to see a Batman universe that is way more established that will have more characters beyond just Batman and, and his beginnings again. I gotta be real. That is my that is my that's the plug for me. That's the pull for me. Because I agree. Everything that Mavery's doing looks spectacular. That Penguin trail looked awesome. But it's the Penguin in the beginning. Again. Like, I didn't just watch that in Gotham. Like, it's a difference. This is what Gotham should have been, though. Right. You know what I mean? You're 100% right. Gotham. Yeah. I enjoyed Gotham for the most part. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, like, good, but it was... Uh, it was yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah, his moments. It was entertaining. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> act, they're actors. They had some good actors in that show. Though. They yeah, did great. do some good casting for sure. Yeah, great casting, great acting. Um, it's all over the place from a variety perspective. But you know, <laughs> but the thing about it is, is like it left it left a lot to be desired in terms of like you know feeling like a real show. Like eventually, like and I know it's comic books, but like Gotham. This this looks real. This looks like a real mob mafia type of show. Um, so I give them I give them a lot of credit for what they're working on there. But last thing I want to ask you guys is, what does this tell you about the Russos and Marvel? Not to harp on Marvel more and more, but like they seem like they were just like, no, nah, we're 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 done. We're 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 hanging it up. You know, the superhero business is just it's not for us anymore. You know, and then. And as much as before, they talked about, you know, people wanting them to do the X-Men and all that, and they seemed like they were forward, and, you know, and, and now they're like, yeah, we'll do Batman. Like, is there, do we think that there may be some sort of disconnect there, or do we think that they just felt like the job was finished and Marvel, nothing more for us to do, we, need, we want a new challenge? I think it's more of the latter. I think it's more of the new challenge thing. I mean, they really did reach the mountaintop with Endgame. I mean... Very few yep. creators in Hollywood get to tell a story like that and complete it like that. So I think that's more of what it is than anything else. But it sounds like Sham, you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's just they, you know, they want to do something new, and I don't think they have any kind of beef with. I mean, they 
I'm sure they're very tight with Feige. I'm sure there's nothing but good feelings there. I'm sure if they went to Feige and said, "Hey, I want to do X movie," Feige would say, "Yes, please go ahead and do it." You know, I, I you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, even if Feige did have a problem with it, Iger would step in and say, "No, let them do it." You know, like like the, what they were able to do was just, you know, um, so yeah, I think this is just their creative choice. There was a report this week that Kevin Feige, uh, this is from Jeff Snyder, that he wants to focus on. Um, hiring more experienced directors and he's tired of hiring some of these newbies um it's crazy because then he just started hiring these newbies like uh like you know the actress that the, 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 the director that's uh doing the marvels and yeah and Heidi, it's got like one major movie on her yeah and it wasn't even out before it wasn't even out before the uh, cast yeah yeah before they, <laughs> before they even hired her yeah yeah um I mean, and, and that was the thing. Sam, I mean, Sam Raimi just did a movie last year. Like, what, like what's he talking about? Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, what you know, I do wonder, like, of these movies that we've seen, like, like, have they been the the product of inexperienced directors? You know, I mean, yeah, I just don't. I mean, that that that, that article <laughs> sounded like hogwash to me. Because, I mean, just looking at the people that directed movies. Um, Googler not inexperienced. Google's Taika, not inexperienced. Peyton Reed's not inexperienced. Yes. Same Taika Waititi is not inexperienced. Most people are people that already worked with. You know, like, multiple times. You know? It, and then they just picked Matt Shackman to do Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, Chloe Zhao is not... I mean, Chloe Zhao is newer, but she had directed three movies before... Yes. Won an Academy Award. Yeah, won an Academy and won an Academy Award. Award. So I'm not gonna say she's inexperienced. That's, That's like, some crazy. inexperienced newbie. Yeah. So like, who are these directors that but honestly he, the he most hired? Director that they've used might have had the best movie outside of Spider Man in, in Shang Chi. I was gonna know? say that. I was gonna say the same thing. Destin Daniel Creighton would probably be the guy I would pick. But again, like you said, like, and with that being said, he still directed more films than. Chloe Zhao did. Yeah, I mean they're not hiring people. Before we got to Shang Chi, out of uh, they're not people hiring people out of film school. I mean they're hiring people. (laughs) Now to me, what it looks like to me, maybe why this is a little alarming is it feels like the people he's hired as directors for this phase are more new. Nia DaCosta, Julius uh, uh, Noah, who's doing um, Captain America. Uh, That's someone he's only done three movies. Um, Jake Shire. I don't even know who this is. Uh, he's also done just three movies. One of them was uh, Chance the Rapper's Coloring uh, Coloring the World movie, which I think was a, uh, I believe that was a, a thing chronicling Chance the Rapper. So now he's been in Hollywood for a long time, but this is someone who did who's done a lot of music videos, like like a lot of his stuff is, is music videos and television. So I mean, it does it mean that like he's like already dealt with these newbies and he's like, yo, I can't do this anymore. Like that would be very scary. Like is this what he's is this is this article that he's saying is that referring to what we're seeing it we're about to see in phase five that would be extremely alarming. Twenty four gonna get ugly. Yo, we just gotta make sure we <laughs> we gonna be down bad till twenty twenty five, dog. I can't do this no more. I mean, I mean that's scary, man. I mean, Yan Deman just doing Blade. They they she they've only done two movies. So I mean, is this is this what he's talking about? We don't know who's doing Secret Wars yet. I think that 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 could be like the what 
that could be what Snyder is talking about in terms of them that process that that is um that's a battle for the cowl type of deal where <laughs> whoever directs that movie is gonna have. <laughs> but y'all see this trend I'm seeing though, right? Like isn't that a little concerning? It's a little it's a little weird. And then I'll tell you what, man, Jeff Snyder has been on top of his scoops the last Yeah, oh years. yeah, yeah, he's money. Jeff Snyder he's is one of the best in the business. You know, so like he's not saying any he's not just saying things if he's not hearing it. Um so I mean it, it it's an interesting trend because like you said, it's not it's not off of like oh man the last two last two years of movies have stunk because also like the timing of a report like that wouldn't happen like that like he wouldn't he wouldn't react to Doctor I mean Doctor obviously had Sam Raimi but he wouldn't even react to like Thor Love and Thunder which came out a while back yeah July of 2022 and then now all of a sudden be like I got to change something you know like I mean he's seen all these movies he's seen these movies going up until you know, uh, right before Captain America New World Order, you know, so he knows whether or not these movies are good, I mean, reception is one thing. And it's the process of working on these movies that he, you know, and the getting the scripts in and getting all the, you know, everything, all the P's and Q's in order that maybe he's saying to himself, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I can't do this again. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little alarming. I can't, I can't lie. Well, then the last thing I'll say is that the TV stuff where they have experimented more with younger people has been really good. You know, the yes. three has been really good. So I don't know. A lot of this even sounds like hogwash in terms of like, do the the facts, do the data support any sort of fear? No. But there's stuff obviously behind the scenes we don't see. I'm not feeling it. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is Kevin Feige talking about dealing with these newer directors. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I think that was, I'm glad Kendall brought that up because I thought that was an interesting story that did come out this week as well. But that's going to do it for this edition, a longer edition of Hero Talk. But thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can find us. On uh, you can find us uh, me on Twitter EJ underscore Stewart, um, Instagram Action EJ, TikTok Action EJ. You can find Kendall on Twitter New Gen Ken, Shamari on uh, Instagram and Snapchat MC Shan twenty two. And follow us overall on social media as well. You can find New Generation Media on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter New Generation Pod and Instagram New Generation Podcast. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.